Hey you, how are you? It has been a while, right? Um, And I'm glad to be back. Hello. Very happy to be not talking to you in the story. Um, I hope you have taken the time to listen to all three of the stories that precede the series that we're getting into today. If you haven't, go ahead and pause right here and listen to the three stories, intro story one, two, and three, because I think they all three of them give a perspective into what we're about to get into. Um, so if you haven't taken the time to listen to intro stories one, two, and three, please go ahead and pause right here and listen to those first and then come back to this one. Um, we It's been a minute, right? It's been a little bit of time since I talked to you last. And let me first and foremost say thank you. Thank you to all of my listeners who are consistent in listening who have listened to all the episodes or most of the episodes or even one or two I appreciate you too okay I am so grateful we are over 3300 downloads woohoo um very very close to getting to another goal of mine at 3500 and after that we'll just keep increasing the goals um so you know I know that I owe a lot of that to you guys um not all of it the Lord has something to do with it right but I do owe a lot of it to you guys and so I am grateful thank you thank you thank you please continue to listen continue to like continue to share leave a review send me an email dm me I want to hear from you for sure um it brings me so much joy right when you all reach out and say this blessed me this touched me i have a question about this i want it all so even if you have something negative to say or you have a question or whatever just let me know okay because because i'm not just here for the good stuff i want to hear all of it um so thank you thank you thank you thank you for contributing to where we are today um i know that the lord has so much more in store so i'm ready and i hope you are too we Spent a lot of time talking about who is God. Ten whole episodes, right? Talking about who is God. And, um, you know, I've heard from a lot of you on how it blessed you, and I'm glad. But we are now moving into who am I? Who am I? And so when you think about, okay, who is God? And then you think about who am I? Sometimes, you know, it might look like that was just a cool little trick right who is God who am I or you know oh she did that because it's creative or you know that's podcast 101 etiquette you know podcast etiquette 101 or whatever but that's not actually it there actually was some thinking to it and if you are not um, signed up to receive um, the already in you family emails please go to my link tree basically link trees forward slash already in you um, and you'll be able to join the email list because I talk about what I'm about to talk about in there as well Um, but there was more that went into it more that went into it than just um, oh it's clever to do who is God and then who am I Um, there actually was a thought process behind it and so today I want to start off who am I by telling you um, why we looked into who is God. Obviously, I've told you um, in so many different ways in 10 episodes, right? Why it's important to know who God is. Why it's important to know his names, how he acts, his character. Um, But one of the things uh, that makes it even more important is 
found in Matthew chapter 16 from verse 13 to 17. So let's jump right in and let's start from right there. Now, if if there's a specific version of the Bible you like, if you haven't noticed by now, I'm pretty much um, sold out on the Amplified version of the Bible, Amplified Classic AMPC. Um, but I but I also love King James. I love New King James. Um, I love the Message Bible, the New the the uh, Living Bible, the New Living Translation. Um, so I like a lot of Bibles. Okay, so um, feel free to read this in whatever version that you like. But I'm reading from the Amplified Version, Matthew chapter 16, four four or five quick verses. Now, when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they answered, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you yourselves say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then Jesus answered him, blessed, happy fortunate and to be envied are you Simon Barjona for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you but my father who are who is in heaven so Matthew chapter 16 the Bible tells us that Jesus and his disciples are having a discussion right and he asks them a question he says to them who do you say that I am? And he waits for a response. And the disciples say, oh, you know, they basically start to, to rattle off a bunch of people. Some say you are the prophet. Some say you're this. Some say you are um, um, John the Baptist. Some say Elias or Elijah. Some say this and that. Some say this and that. And, and Jesus then asks them, but who do you say? that I am. And so even right there, there's something that we can pull out right there because Jesus asked them, who do people say? And then he asked them, who do you say? Because he knew that there ought to be a difference. And so the first thing I'm opposed to you right now is, is there a difference between what the world says about Jesus and what you say? Because the world doesn't have understanding of who Jesus is like we as believers should right just like if you are my bestie if you are my BFF and we've been friends forever then I don't expect you to have the same answer into who is Eva like somebody who met me 20 minutes ago would have if we've known each other for 16 years for 20 years then I don't expect your answer to in any way mimic the answer that will come from someone who's known me for one year from someone who is a co-worker versus someone who has literally done life with me my entire life and so Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's like who do people say that I am but 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 who do you say that I am and so I'm challenging you if the Lord were to get in your face today and say, who do people say that I am? You would say, yeah, the world thinks you were a prophet from back in the day. The world thinks you um, 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 might have been one of the greatest thinkers of our times. The world thinks you were a peaceful um, 
civil rights icon, right? Somebody who who fought for the widows and who fought for the poor um, and who did it from a standpoint of peace. And so sometimes the world can even liken the Lord to Mahatma Gandhi or um, um, uh, Martin Luther King or all these people, the Dalai Lama, these types of people who we look at as as receptacles of peace and, and acceptance and love. And so that's pretty much what the world would say about Jesus. But as a child of God, as a son of righteousness, as a born again Christian, what would I say about the Lord? Do I look at the Lord like, yeah, you are, you one of those um, gurus, right? One of those people, you know how people look at the likes of uh Jay Shetty. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some other names like that. Just people who have this this beautiful wisdom and this air of, of peace around them and this this knowledge that most human beings won't have. Sometimes I and I and I don't think any, you know I, I I use his name because I look at him like that. Um, not that there's anything in any way wrong with that, but I think that sometimes when we think about Jesus, that's the kind of thing we're thinking like if Jesus were walking this earth we would look at him like he was another one of those kinds of people someone who promoted peace and who promotes love and who promotes all these beautiful uh, uh, soft um, ideals right and there's nothing necessarily wrong in thinking that because I do think that that is a portion a portion of who Jesus was and is however that is not the summation of Jesus Right. And I know we talked about who is God and we've already kind of beat that a little bit into the ground. But I think it's important for me to tell you that like 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 Jesus was asking his disciples, it's important for us to know that there is a difference. There is absolutely a difference in how the world views the Lord and how I as his child view him. Right. You remember growing up when your parents um you know, you would you would maybe go to church or go to a PTA meeting or to a friend's house or something. And, you know, you would just look at your parents like, why aren't you this nice all the time? <laughs> Do you remember that? Those feeling like, you know, you would go to someone else's house and your mom was full of laughs and full of full of, you know, jokes and jovial and your friends would come over and she's like, do you want this? And do you want that? And oh, I can get you this. Oh, would you like this? I have ice cream and I have popsicles. And then the minute the company left, we got regular mommy back and now I can't have popsicles and the candy is only for um, the guests. And no, you can't drink that uh, Sprite. And, you know, and all, so all the privileges went away um, based off of who was in the house and who wasn't. And I think it's, it, 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 while the, the, the example might be a little shifty, I think I want, it, it drives home what I'm trying to say. There has to be a difference in the way I view you and the way the world views you, right? It, it's just natural. Even as a mom now, I understand what that looks like when, when your, friend, your, your, your children's friends come over or come want to play in front of the house and you're like, hey, you want some water? I have popsicles. Um, and then when your children ask you for popsicles, you're like, no, you've had enough sugar today, right? So to my children, it's just like, uh, you're nicer when the other people are here. And, and to me, it's just like, no, not really. I just, 
I want to be accommodating, um, but you know the real deal. You know what's up. You know we care about the amount of sugar that we're eating and whether we've had enough water and you know, nutrition and X, Y, and Z. And it's the same thing with the kingdom of God. It's the same thing with the Lord. Do you know him experientially? Where you know the ins and outs, you know the nitty gritty, you know the realness of who he is versus what the world will say um, about Jesus. And this, not that he, again, not that he is not full of love, but there's more to him than that. Not that he's not full of peace, but there's more to him than that. Not that he isn't, um, 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 a do-gooder. Of course he is, but there's more to him than that. So when the G, so when Jesus looked at the disciples and said, who do they say, but who do you say? It gives us an understanding into where we ought to be when we look at the Lord. If my views of you look exactly like the world's views, then is there really relationship? Is there really anything going on between us that is peculiar? that's beautiful or do I have what everybody has in which case that means there's nothing special about what me and you have so then the Bible says that Simon Peter so he asked him but who do you say right so now we see the difference between what they say and what you say so Simon Peter is the spokesperson for the group and he stands up and he says well I don't know if he stood up but I imagine that he did right in my Hollywood mind he stood up and he's like Lord you are the Christ the son of the living God and Jesus answered and said to him blessed art thou Simon bar Jonah for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Sorry, all my screen went back to King James. I'm like, this don't sound right. Anyway, um, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then Jesus said to him, blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are you. Hello, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, men have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And so Simon Again, he speaks for the groups and he's and he's for the group and he says, You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And in that moment, Jesus realizes this is not something, you know, he says to him, Blessed are you, um, uh, to be envied are you, because flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you. It was in that moment that Jesus looked at Simon and said, Wow, you didn't get this knowledge just by observing. You didn't get this knowledge just because you spent the greater part of three years with me, right? You didn't get this just because, um, 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 you know, I whispered it to you in one of my teachings. No, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. So in that moment, we see Simon literally being used as a voice for the kingdom of God, for the Lord. And, and he says, you are the Christ. So then the Lord does something in verse 18 that I love so much. He says, and I tell you, you are Peter. Well, wait a minute. When did Peter ask the Lord, who am I? Did you catch that? At what point did Peter say, oh, well, Lord, you know, I'm struggling. I'm struggling a little bit with who I am and what I'm supposed to do. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know anything. 
At what point does Peter have a midlife crisis? At what point does Peter lose his identity and say to the Lord, Lord, who am I? Who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? At what point in this in, in this exchange do you see anything like that? Nowhere. And yet, right after the Lord says to him, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, he says to him, and I tell you, you are Peter, Petros, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose or declare lawful on earth must be what is already loosed in heaven. Then he sternly and strictly charged and warned the disciples to tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. So what started out as a conversation from a question of who am I? Who do people say that I am? And then he says, who do you say that I am? Then Peter, full of the Holy Ghost, receives a download from heaven and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God from nowhere. Right. I don't know how he knew or what how he knew what he knew other than what the Lord obviously says. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who was in heaven. So obviously the Lord God told Peter in that moment who this man in front of him was. And he spoke, you are Christ the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then God looks at him and says, you are Peter. So what we have to realize right here, right now, the reason why we started from who is God and now we're getting into who am I is right here in this scripture. Before, before you will ever know who you are, you must first tell God who he is. If you want to know who you are, if you want to know your purpose, if you want to know what the Lord intends to do with you on this planet, then you, like Peter, have to answer that question. Who do people say that I am? But who do you say that I am? My knowledge of who you are is a precursor to my knowledge of who I am. The two are directly related. Because if I can't tell God who he is, then I should not expect him to tell me who I am. So when we did who is God, all of that was, again, leading up to an ability if and when the Lord says to you, who do you say that I am? And that being the second question to who do they say? that I am and you being able to decipher between the two they say you are xyz but I say that you are not just xyz you are blah 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 and then waiting for the Lord to now look at you and say you are Peter and on you will I build my church you are Ephah and through you will I reach the nations through a podcast 
you are Sabrina. And through you will I reach the widows of the country of Egypt. You are Robert. And through you will I reach lost youth who don't have any father figures in their lives. You are blah, blah, blah. And through you, this is what I'm going to do. Do you see how a question that started out as who do they say that turned into who do you say then turned into you are? Because a lot of us have that question, right? Don't we? Don't we ask that question, Lord, why am I here? Lord, for what reason was I born? Out of all the sperm that came out of my father in the moment of my conception, why did you pick the one that would create me? Out of all the thousands of eggs that could have been released from my mother, why did you choose the one that created me? Lord, why am I here? Why am I allowed to walk this earth in the year 2022? Why didn't you put me here in 1968? Why didn't you put me here in 2450? All these questions that come about as a result of people who not only have no idea who we are, but also haven't taken the time to tell the Lord who he is. Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then the Lord said, you are Peter and on you will I build my church. So I want to encourage somebody out there who hasn't taken the time to truly listen through who is God. And not even just listening to it, because again, those 10 episodes are literally just the tip of the iceberg. Hello? We could, I, I said this before, but I will say it again. I could have stayed in Who is God for another 10 episodes and still not feel like we have exhausted the subject. So it's not, so that really was just a precursor. That was an invitation into a deep dive into experiencing God, experiential knowledge, right? Not just head knowledge, not just book knowledge but experiential knowledge. Jesus looked at the disciples like, okay, y'all been walking with me for a minute now. So there better be a difference. And that right there could really preach, hello? Because a lot of us, myself included, have been walking with the Lord for a long time. And the sad reality is that there is no difference. Maybe there's no difference. And maybe that's the first place to start. And I don't mean to present this like you have so much work to do. I have so much work to do. But there is something to be said about the way the question was posed. Yeah, we've been together. We sleep together. We wake up together. We eat together. I already told you to leave your nets and let the dead bury the dead. Follow me, right? So we, you have been with me non-stop for a minute now, right? Between 30 and 33, Jesus did all the things that we see outlined in this good Bible. And the disciples were right there with him the whole step, every step of the way. So for three years, you've been walking with me. And I don't know at what point within that three years this was written. But as a, as a summation, 
For three years, the disciples have walked with Jesus. You've experienced me. Not just by reading in a book. You've literally done life with me. You've seen me sleep. You've seen me hungry. You've seen me annoyed. You've seen me laugh. You've seen me bounce children on my lap. And you've seen me drive away the, 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 the money changers in the temple. You've seen me um, um, disagree with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You've seen me um, um, rebuke demons angrily. You've seen me do so many things. So who do they say I am? Better be different from who you say that I am. But even after that, right? After you tell me who I am, I turn right back around and I tell you who you are. So if you didn't fully grasp why it was important to know who God is, then let this be reason number 452, right? Because I know I gave you a bunch of reasons and I didn't number them, but let this be reason 452. I need to know who God is so that when asked, I can tell him. And when I tell him, he can tell me who I am. And I don't mean to present this like it's a selfish, um, some kind of backhanded selfish ambition. Oh, well, I better learn about Jesus so that he can tell me who I am. But even if it is selfish, it's a good reason. You don't have to be confused about who you are. You don't have to be confused about what it is the Lord wants you to do. You don't have to wonder and and pull your hair out about it. It has become such a big, huge thing, right, in, in humanity. Why am I here? What do you want me to do? Why? When? Where? Who? What? I mean, and, and, and so many questions that surround me and identity and why. And I'm telling you right here, right now, those questions are not hard questions. Mm-mm. There is absolutely a reason that can be conveyed to you real easy. The problem is that the precursor to that question, the, 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 what comes before the question is often neglected. Just like Adam never asked God for a wife, right? Didn't we talk about that when we were in singleness? Adam never asked God for a wife. It's the same thing here. Peter never asked God, well, Lord, tell me who I am. He never did. And that speaks to something else. God is not in the business of making you work and sweat and toil for the things that he's freely giving you. The answer to who you are is found in who I am. Hello? The answer to what you are supposed to do is found in what I already did. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. 
everything you need for life and godliness, hello already in you, has already been given. So if you've ever asked yourself, Lord, who am I? The answer to that question is first found in who he is. And if you've ever asked the Lord, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Why am I here? Why am I the third daughter of two parents and the mother of two children and the wife of XYZ, the husband of XYZ, employee of, state the name of your company, blah, blah, blah. Why, why, why? If you've ever asked the Lord anything like that, I want you to understand that the answers to those questions are not necessarily in who you are. The answer to the question of who am I is found in who is he? Who do they say that I am? But who do you say that I am? And upon successful completion of that question, I can guarantee you that the Lord, like Peter, will look at you and tell you who you are. It is possible to receive downloads from heaven into what you're supposed to do, how and when and why. It does not have to be this back-breaking, soul-searching journey into who am I and, 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 and let me go to the banks of Nepal and let me book a flight to Vietnam and let me um, go see such and such spiritual thinker and all these other things. Listen, the answer to who you are is found in who is he. And so if you haven't taken seriously the need to know the Lord, not be saved, that's different, but know him. Right? And you will know the truth. And that truth will set you free. Know him. Know him. So we start off this first episode of Who Am I? By, by laying again the foundation with who is God. The foundation of who you are is not built on your parents. It's not built on what you've been through. It's not built on the circumstances surrounding your conception or the circumstances surrounding your birth. It is not built on where you were born or the, the, the amount of class you were born into, the wealth you were born into, or the lack thereof. It is not built on any of those things. Who you are is built on who he is. So, I want you to prepare your mind. We are going to do a deep dive. It might be 10 episodes. It might be eight. It might be six. I haven't decided how I'm going to um, uh, break it up. So just, you know, put your bootstraps on and get ready. We are going to talk about who we are according to what the word of God says, not the self-help magazines or any of that stuff. Not saying that those things are, are inherently bad because I don't think that they are, but we are looking at it from the standpoint of the word and your identity in Christ is found in his identity in you okay so get ready the lord wants us to know who we are 
Remember, all you need for life and godliness has been given. It's already given. It's already yours. It's already in you. I love you plenty. Thank you.